In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from the Triple E capital of the world, <laughs> the blonde bombshell herself, and Runway Kerrigan. Oh well, good evening. Hey. No, they're spraying for that stuff out here, and we don't—we're not going to have that anymore. Yeah, right. They're just Hello. Gonna, they're going to. Hi, Byron. I'm here. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so good. <laughs> just burst into our conversation. Yeah, why not? Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was talking about. So, what else is new? So anyways, well, Ann, um, yes. anything new and exciting? Well, I'm sitting here wondering if it's a hurricane. Irene is going to come knocking on our door. Oh, whatever. Well, whatever. Earthquakes, hurricanes. What's next? Uh, Ron? Godzilla was seen off the Cape. <laughs> anyways. I, I think uh, I'll believe it. You know, how's things at the, uh, you know, you work on TV, right? So, I mean. Yes. Yeah, how's things down there? Pretty good? They're just fine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, did you ever think of a career change? No. No? No, I uh, like my job. Well, yeah, I, actually, I, I read this interesting article uh, about this uh, young gentleman by the name of uh, Thomas Hatfield. He was a yeah. well-paid uh, baking consultant with a promising career in Maidenhead, England, which is mm-hmm. Byron's... Uh, uh, you know, turf, and uh, he gave it all up to move to South Africa to endure a rigorous training as a Sanganoma witch doctor. Oh. For five months, he studied uh, Swahili language, sleeping in the bush, hunting for animal parts, vomiting up goat's blood, and learning <laughs> native dances. Hatfield, or Heathfield, 32, was given the name Mongol Mandanga, or something like that. Yeah, and something like that. And is now qualified to read bones, prescribe herbal cures. Uh, which read bones? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he uh-huh. admits he was concerned about his acceptance as a white man uh, uh, calling on African spirits. But when the uh, people down there uh, see him dance, all those questions go away. 
<laughs> so uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, for many years, uh, funerals in Tijuana, especially in rural, well, whatever, you know, that's that's weird. Anyways, so, I mean, that's something you might think into, you know, as a guy who was a successful baker and I became a witch doctor. Right. Um, okay. Sure. I, okay. I don't think that's in my future somehow, but, no. hey, you know, if, if different strokes for different folks, right? Uh, yeah, I thought it was very appealing, especially the part of uh, puking up uh, goat's goat blood. blood. That, yeah. So. That is make me convert. Yeah, right away. <laughs> so anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on 2GNet, uh, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And we have a very special guest, our roving uh, reporter all the way from the U.K., where, uh, by the way, the Switch Doctor came from. Uh, <laughs> none other than the indomitable uh, Byron Jackson. Hey, Byron. Good evening, Ron. Good evening, Adam. How are you? Hi, Byron. We'll let you speak now. So did no, you know okay. this guy? Did you know this guy? He's my dad. Did you not yeah. know? Maidenhead, right? That's right by you, I'm sure. Well, it's just down the road. It's, uh, it's only a few hundred miles. And in uh, American terms, that's small, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. Guess. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess you guys are still shaking. Is that, that the uh, terminology we have to use? Uh, shake, shake and not stirred? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, you're, every time. You're, you're, you're safe, though, eh? <laughs> We are just ducky. There's just a little, little brumbly, tumbly, and people freaked out. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. We we get we get them here all the time, but you know we, we really uh, yeah we 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 get earthquakes here. We had one probably about four or five weeks ago, centered on Hator. It was only small, but it was what? an earthquake. It was felt, and you could hear it. Yeah. Wow, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, we get them too. We've had them in years past. I mean, I can remember other earthquakes here in my lifetime, and I don't know. Five seconds, it's done. <laughs> well, but, but there you go. Did you see those horrible pictures I posted on my, my Facebook page? The horrible pictures? Yeah, which no. one's wrong? The earthquake. Of you? Oh, oh. I thought it was a, of Ron in his hat. <laughs> no, it was absolutely good. I mean, they had all these horrible pictures of, of things that occurred on my page, which is... Uh, uh, Ronald Kolick, uh, if you have a friend of me, get friendly. But we'd rather have you friend us on uh, Ghost Chronicles dash Next Generation Facebook. What That's is the it? one? <laughs> it's Ghost Chronicles dash Next Generation. That is our Facebook page. Oh, okay. And we get more fans every single day. Thank you all. We do. We do. We do. Every time I log on there, we have more and more and more fans, more likes. Nobody has a life, huh? <laughs> no, they see, they want to include us in their life. They want us to be part of their lives. Yes. That's so sad. <laughs> no, nah, they anyway, think we're cool. That's even sadder. Okay. Any, anyways, I also posted a couple of neat things on that, on our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. And that one that. thing, of course, was about the two intruders they found sleeping in coffins at the funeral home. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Oh, speaking about that, it was in Bristol, Tennessee, and, and our good friend Michelle. Uh, it's her birthday today, so I want to give a shout out to her. Oh, that's it's right. Her. Happy birthday, Michelle. She's probably working because I don't see her in the chat room. Yeah, I don't either. And oh. the other thing was uh, a, uh, an article regarding the millions of unseen species still on the earth that we haven't even discovered yet. So that's new hope for cryptozoologists. Okay. So, anyways, Byron, what do you got in store for us here, kid? 
Well, 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 I thought it was time we actually covered the uh, controversial subject of regression again, Ron. We, we haven't talked about it for a while. Oh, so we're going and, on fairy uh, tales, I guess, huh? <laughs> no, no, this is, this is uh, you know, I, my uh, partner in crime, Pippa, she was regressed. And really? um, I, I interviewed her for Ghost Chronicles, and uh, that's coming up. And uh, I've been regressed too, so I'll be talking a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. But also, um, we're going to go into Shore Tunnel on Dartmoor with uh, the Haunted Devon team to uh, tell you a bit more about that. we got a lot of stuff going on. Wow. We have. We better, huh? better get it on, yeah, I suppose. All right, so uh, what do we want to start with, Byron? Well, let's, let's do the uh, the interview with Pip first, um, and then we can discuss uh, whether you believe in regression or not. We don't okay. have to discuss it. We all know I don't. <laughs> well. So, Anna, uh, who is our producer today, can you play that piece on the uh, regression? I think it's about five minutes long. One of the most interesting things I've had to deal with within the paranormal is the subject of regression. And I've recently caught up with Pippa from the BBC regarding her regression experience. Yeah, I actually did it. It was uh, an idea that I had for a programme that I was making. And I've always wondered what regression therapy was all about. Um, I heard a lot of people speaking about it and I thought I'd, I wouldn't mind giving it a go myself. Um, I wasn't hypnotised, but I was put into quite a, quite a deep uh, state of relaxation. And it was a simple technique. She um, took me on a visualisation sort of uh, journey, had to imagine myself in a, in a lovely place, um, got very relaxed. Um, she took me to what was an imaginary uh, corridor and on every door along this corridor she said there were numbers and I had to walk down the corridor pick a number that I wanted to to walk through and then walk through it Um, then she said look at your feet what are you seeing and in my mind's eye it could have been my imagination whatever I saw myself wearing a very thick pair of heavy boots Um, now, to cut a long story short, the uh, the whole image of, of, of what I was seeing, what I was feeling, developed over probably about half an hour, really. Um, she was talking to me throughout this time, and I imagined myself as a young soldier. Now, I don't know which battle I was involved in. I don't know where I was. All I remember was that I was a young man. I was in a very cold, miserable place, and I was up absolutely distraught because I had run away from a battlefield. I was a deserter essentially and all I was thinking of was my family at home, my loved ones and the girl that I was going to marry which which came as a surprise to me as I was, I was saying it during this regression and I eventually uh, ended up um, in, a, in a hospital. I was very injured and uh, Deborah talked me through what happened to me and, and how I died and I did die in this uh, strange hospital. I tell you, during this session I was shaking with pain and the cold. I was absolutely shaking. I couldn't stop my body um, from, from uh, you know, shaking like a leaf and I was crying just over you know, this this awful sensation of, of having let down my family, uh, never being able to see the, the woman that I which seems strange to me, that I loved ever again. When I came to the end of this, this particular session, Deborah took me through another door 
And something really weird happened then. The, the odd thing about this one, um, and I actually appeared in it in a British magazine because it was it was so strange. I imagined myself walking through this door, and then I I looked across and I. I, I just started laughing during the regression because I thought, oh, this is this is the silliest past life ever. Um, I saw myself just as in the film The Wizard of Oz, uh, walking onto a film set, opening a door, you know, from black and white, really, into a, a brightly lit, um, colourful film set, and I could see... Uh, I could see the yellow brick road. I saw Judy Garland talking to, I don't know what it was, a, a, a director, you know, another cast member, another crew member, I'm not sure. And I thought to myself, well, what, what on earth am I? What, what am I doing here? Looked down again to my feet and I saw this little pair of shoes curled up on the toes. <laughs> and then I realised that I must have been a munchkin. Now, at this point, I was laughing quite hard because I, I realised I, I was a journalist recording something for a regression piece and I thought this is just my imagination going wild you know he started saying things during this this regression session uh, that I would never say and as me some some really quite unpleasant things he was very nasty about people he had a, a real attitude problem um, he it, it turned out as the story developed was a drinker um, he had a mother who he was devoted to and as the story unfolded um, he when he he lost his mother uh to him life was over and he just wanted to uh you know to end his life there and then uh, which he did i think that uh, the character that that i was 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 foreign in some way certainly a language didn't come back to me but there was a lot of anger and that's what i i can't uh place it, throughout the regressions there were no facts that came through nothing that i could pinpoint that i could research nothing that that really was solid but what i can't explain is is the feeling the emotion i can't explain how i felt that or why i felt that it's opened my mind it's made me perhaps a little less skeptical but still very keen to investigate wow it's great to hear pippa's voice <laughs> it is um, even if so it was a load of pants you're not convinced then, Ron, though? Hell no, you know that. <laughs> she was a drunken munchkin. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, 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 I know but, you but, are in your real life, Ian, but that's what I'm saying. But, but, but the, the point is here is that there, there are quite some convincing, um, you know, uh, subject matter uh, sort of evidence on, on this. And I know you don't believe, Ron, but I, I've been regressed as well. I, I um, went to a regression session because Pip had done it. I thought I'd go too. Now, I was regressed. And um, all I can say is that you, you do it and you sort of speak what you feel comes into your mind. Uh, on my occasion, I was actually standing on board a ship, blah de blah usual sort of stuff, where you think, well, okay, Okay, I was associated with the Navy and that type of thing in my, in my life. Maybe I'm sort of confusing the two. But on, on my occasion, I was actually, um, I was actually given the, the name of a ship. I was also given um, the type of ship and where it was sailing from, which was Berwick-on-Tweed, which is, um, well, it's in Scotland now. I don't think it was at the time, but it was a schooner. It was um, sailing between New England, believe it or not, and um, Porto in Portugal. Now, I didn't know anything about this, and I thought, what a load of rubbish. You know, I've just come <laughs> out with this stuff. I'm, I, I, you know, uh, I'm just 
repeating stuff. Um, I went to Dartmouth Museum about two months later, and Dartmouth have a naval museum, and uh, in there, there was the name of the ship, there was the, the schooner, um, there was the routes between Portugal and uh, New England for port uh, export, um, and there you go. So all what I said, including the name of the ship, came true. Now I didn't. I don't know the name of the ship. I've never visited the Dartmouth Museum prior to that time. So, you know, there are some things that are a little bit strange, uh, and how you come to that sort of uh, feeling. I don't know. What do you think, Han? I I don't know. I've never been regressed. I do know um, someone that you know does that and and helps people do. Uh, the regression. I'd love to try it. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I, I haven't read enough about it to offer you an opinion whether I believe or not. I mean, my gut instinct is to say, yes, yes, I believe. <laughs> well, I, think, I think, you know, we all... It's only because it's it's a romantic uh, notion. It's really a romantic idea, and that's why it's embraced so easily by mm-hmm. everyone. Well... I, you know, we spoke earlier on though about the fact that some people who ha- are regressed, you know, they maybe not speak French or German, but suddenly they start speaking fluent German, and not only fluent German, but an older form of German that has not been heard for three or four hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, how can you, uh, how how can you suddenly change languages? If, right. You know, I understand very can- subtly, actually. Well, I know that you can hypnotize someone, but you can hypnotize someone, but you're actually, they've got to want to be hypnotized in the first place. The regression that's taken place here was not hypnotism. Um, Pippa was fully aware of what she was doing, but she was able to quote things that she didn't know. Um, certainly, we did a chase on the um, on the munchkins. Now, I know it's a very strange thing to, to become, <laughs> considering <laughs> Pippa's not... That's pretty cool. It's better than she, being a freaking she, well, queen of I, England. I, you know, well, yeah. let's, let's put it this way, I think she would much prefer to be Judy Garland as opposed no, to a <laughs> um, than an you know, angry drunk munchkin. Yeah. But, but the munchkins, you know, the, the uh, dwarfs that played the parts of the munchkins during the Wizard of Oz, many of them had mm. uh, alcohol problems, many of them had drug abuse problems. Right. Um, so what she was saying was kind of true. She didn't get a name. Um, obviously, it's difficult without the name. But, um, yeah, I mean, we all believe that there may be life after death. So I'm thinking here, what happens to your soul inverted commas when you die does it pass over to somebody else does it um you know i don't know i I don't know it's just an interesting subject and i know that you know it's one of these things that are out there but there are people uh in the uk that are currently offering regression therapy and i've seen some good ones and i've seen some you know bad ones uh you know it's very easy for a hypnotist to hypnotize someone and implant the seed of what you should be how you're doing and and obviously feed in the information but when people come back with information that they can't possibly know and it's detailed then i've got a question where that's coming from i i, I don't know i mean this well, is why very, we bring very, it up i know very well where it possibly could come from well yeah. go on yeah. then and, well, it, it all depends what you believe in. That's that's the thing. If you believe that this information can be only be attained because there's another soul that you were your soul with somebody else, 
then that's your proof to it. But if you believe in a greater consciousness, will you tap into a greater consciousness? And a lot of people believe that our souls go into heaven or a greater consciousness. And basically, you're tapping into someone else's lives. And therefore, when you tap into it, all this stuff comes through. So it makes perfectly clear. It's just like a medium who, or a trance medium who, uh, you, you know, trances a, a spirit. It's the exact same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends what you believe in. If you believe that there is no greater consciousness and you cannot tap into this greater consciousness, then fine. Then regression, according to what you're saying, makes perfectly sense. But if you believe in a greater consciousness and you can tap into this greater consciousness, then regression is not looking that great. Mm. Okay. Well... Yeah, no, I, I, I still believe there are some good examples, though, of, uh, you know, these type of things coming out. I, I still believe that the with regards to the foreign languages that people speak, people waking up and, and suddenly speaking in completely different uh, languages that they've never spoken before. And children, you know, maybe it's, age six or seven. There's uh, actually medical conditions where that happens. I just want to bring that to your attention. There are cases where that have happened because of a medical attention. Uh, condition. So, you know, that's another thing. But, the, you know, the interesting thing about it, it all depends how you look at it. I mean, the most, probably the most uh, well-known case is about the uh, the little boy, I think it was in California or something, and he draws all these pictures of uh, this 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 fighter and all this other stuff and stuff he couldn't possibly know. And, and then the name and, and the life of all this, this fighter pilot. And they investigate the whole thing to prove that he is, you know, uh, he was the reborn spirit of this fighter pilot. But the interesting thing about this thing, and, and I watched this whole documentary, on it, is they went to where the fighter pilot was actually killed in, in the ocean, and they laid a reef on his grave. And when they did that, the interesting fact about it was that the boy no longer had any of these visions, no longer was attached to the uh, fighter sure. pilot or anything. So to <laughs> me, that would give me more evidence that this was some type of a uh, possession or a possibly, you know, a direct uh, spiritual link to this particular sure. person. And once that was done, that was resolved. Well, you know yourself that Pippa is a journalist. She's not going to accept the, the story yeah, but it's all, it's all your own opinion, basically, when it comes to women. Yeah, yeah. But but an interesting subject, nonetheless. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see if anybody out there has been regressed or would consider being regressed and whether they'd actually believe it if they, um, they came forward themselves. I mean, I, I know that I'm just, you know, looking at, at um, around us now in, in the UK. You know, several of my friends have had regression therapy and, um, you know, have... Um, experience some really strange results, you know, with, with regards to detail that, that came forward. Um, but but equally, I've also seen some uh, charlatans working on this sort of subject as well. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting subject. I'd love to, I'd love it to be true though. I'd, uh, I'd yeah, like to it's very it's a very romantic subject, and everybody would love it to be true. I mean, it just sounds so cool. But the interesting thing is, I mean, hey, regress me. I'm up for it. I mean, I've had my DNA twenty four or whatever that was done, and I've done you know became a Reiki thingy and all that other stuff, and you know I'm dowsing whatever. I'm open to everything. So you know that's the deal. I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to investigate. It's not that I'm not. Um, maybe maybe we should maybe, maybe we should do that wrong. Yeah, maybe should. I mean, it's just I'm not convinced 
as I am now. And that's just my opinion. I could be absolutely wrong. And, and you know, I'm not just saying my opinion is the right opinion. I'm just saying this is another alternative explanation of uh, past life regression. And I very much uh, believe in it. Yeah. So, I mean, until I hear something different. There yeah, well, there you go. There you go. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all good. So, anyways, as uh, far as that, our, uh, what do we have else? I mean, do we, we want to continue with this until the break and then uh, go into a different subject? Right well, uh, yeah, I, I think we're pretty much tied up on that, unless there's any questions from anybody out there. Um, and is there any uh, questions either of the TojiNet chat room or the uh, uh, page on uh, Ghost Chronicles? And I think she's gone. <laughs> Strangely enough, she's gone off to find herself another life. And we lost Anne. Wow, that is very strange. Well, there you go. She's she she's gone off to become a munchkin. Is that I is that the? You ever see Anne? She is a uh, munchkin. Hello. What? How you been? <laughs> I don't know. I just disappeared and was talking to myself for a while. That was good. You know, <laughs> I like it that way. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, don't worry. hey, I can hang up again, man. So, uh, do we have any questions in either the uh, TojiNet chat room or the uh, page, uh, our Facebook page on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation? Uh, I, I don't know. I was busy trying to get back on the air. I know. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we're, almost, we're almost up to the break anyway, so yeah, well, sorry. Just the break. I do want to mention that uh, I do have an event coming up next Monday at the uh, Wyndham Restaurant, and uh, Maureen and myself will be uh, doing Dining with the Dead, my favorite. A little thing, and that's at the Wyndham Restaurant. You can go to our website, which is neghostproject.com. The letter N, the letter E for New England, ghostproject.com, and you can find out more information or sign up there. But I did the pirate thing last week, and that was freaking awesome. God, I wish I was there. Yeah, you would have had a blast. Did you I see know I would have. Yes, I did. Pose? Yep. Yep. I, You're so lucky. I would have made a good pirate. I am a pirate. Oh, I don't. Art. I don't doubt it. Off, off to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry I missed it, and I hope you do it again next year. And I will make long-range yeah, plans to be there. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely a, a great, uh, great time, and we had was by all as we say. Awesome. So. Yeah, it was a beautiful night. Everybody, everybody sing pirate songs, so that was really cool. So after the break, Byron, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Shore Tunnel. Tunnel um, is an investigation that we carried out the other week with uh, the Haunted Devon team. Uh, interesting location. Lots and lots of energy there. Um, the tunnel was built through a Bronze Age burial site, and we yeah. feel that... Yeah, it was. It, there's a Bronze Age site on top of it, and the mm. tunnel was built under it. And um, all sorts of strange experiences there that uh, we'll talk about after the break. Well, that sounds great. I know we're about 15 seconds in, and you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Carrigan, and Mr. Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our very special guest has been Byron Jackson. You can join us live in the TojiNet chat room, and that's really easy. You don't need to put any codes in or nothing. You just go on the website, the TojiNet website, Live chat, you click on it, you put a nickname in and just hit enter, and that's it. And you can join us live. If you got questions, you can ask them or whatever. So, anyways, uh, I guess uh, the beats are coming up, so we'll be right back after the following messages on TogiNet. Welcome to TogiNet. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDoeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. And we are back with Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, Byron Jackson. Hello. 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 Are <laughs> you all right? I'm back. Is Ron back? Oh. Of course I am. Right. You know what's really weird is, you know, Byron just said, are you all right? And that's like a greeting. That's like, how you are you? When I first met the Brits, you know, when they first came over here, they used to say, are you all right? And I says, why? What the hell's wrong with me? You know, I mean, why do they always ask me if I'm all right? You know, and then I realized it's a greeting. So. Well, oh, I know, Ron. It's, it's actually a giveaway with you, isn't it? We have to ask if you're all right. <laughs> See, I, I didn't realize that either because Byron has said that to me a couple of times, like on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm fine. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, think I learned, I learned all kinds of cool stuff. I just recently learned from Cal Cooper that uh, pants, it's a new word for me. Really? Yeah. What does that huh. mean? It means rubbish. There you go. No. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, See, Diana, yeah. we're, we're going to make you a, uh, a British before you know it. Okay. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a new movement to get me over there again, so I don't know. Oh, cool. Well, if you can give me the sexy accent, I will go with you. <laughs> yeah, the sexy accent. Like, that's going to be happening. I can't speak English. <laughs> yeah. So, right. anyways, um, all right, uh, Byron, what, what are we, we, what are you, where are we going now? We're going to Dartmoor now, Ron. Um, we're going to visit Shaw Tunnel, which is uh, one of the locations that Haunted Devon visit on a regular basis. Um, very scary place. It's 283 metres long, I believe, and um, it was built around about the late 18th century. Uh, and it was built, um, obviously, to take trains, believe it or not, but um, people have died there, people have seen stuff there, and... Um, the Haunted Devon team decided to go. So that's that's uh, the piece that we've got next. And um, a very strange place. Like I say, it, it comes through some of the uh, Bronze Age um, burial sites. Uh, people have gone there and they've said, portals have been opened, this type of thing. But, uh, we, you know, obviously a technical group, we went there to have a look around. And um, I can honestly say it's, it's quite a scary place, Ron. But, again, you're in a tunnel, it's dark, and uh, it's wet. Incidentally, and um, <laughs> that you you've got that psychosomatic. I, I'm scared because I'm in a tunnel, and uh, yeah, it, it, interesting place nonetheless. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he gone? I don't know. From where? Oh. Okay. 
Okay, so we're here with the Haunted Devon team. I've got um, five people around me, and at the moment I'm just going to have a chat with the technical manager for tonight's investigation, who is um, Mr. Graham Chapman. Graham, how are you? Good evening, Byron. How are you, mate? I'm good. Um, Graham, you probably know a bit more about the history than me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's um, it's quite a famous uh, tunnel, actually, as it happens. It's um, it's a part of the old uh, Plimpton to Tavistock rail route. Um, this part of Devon has a... a, a a huge history of, of, of mining and um, there was a lot of China clay mining around this area and they've, they've used this old railway route to basically transfer materials to and from Tavistock. Barry, you're obviously the chairman of HD but also you're tonight leading on the mediumship side, is that right? Yes, I am, Byron. So, um, have you had much here before? Loads. You name it, we've had it. Well, we've had um, some of our members being taken over. Um, we've had actually ladies fainting in the middle of the tunnel. We've had uh, members' trousers legs being pulled in the middle of the tunnel. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's everything, everything here, and it's not a nice place at all. Now, I can honestly say also, and I agree with you, Barry, because I've been in there, and it's the only place I really, really hate. Um, I've been in the tunnel before, and I have um, felt as though someone was pushing me down, and I felt or experienced what I've never experienced before, which is the taste of blood in my mouth. Have you had that be before? Yes, I have, and it's not pleasant. Not nice at all. So, so do you think this is an energy in there that doesn't like people, or...? Last time I was here, and a couple of times before, there was definitely a male energy in there, um, halfway through the tunnel, and he doesn't like anyone in there. And he makes everyone aware that he's here. Do you think he's going to make himself aware tonight? I think he will. Okay, so uh, just for everyone's benefit, we're now entering the tunnel. Um, I did actually bring Sky the dog with me tonight. She is the ghost dog, the proverbial. And uh, she doesn't look that perturbed by the tunnel. But as soon as you enter this tunnel... Uh, you obviously get the echo, and uh, you also get very wet because it's been raining, and most of the water's coming down through the, the tunnel itself. I can't remember how long it, how long this tunnel is, Murphy. Can you? No, I, I'm not sure, but I know that when I've I've, I've come through on the odd occasion, all the times that I've been, probably about two thirds of the way in, you kind of hit a brick wall. There's a definite. You do not go any further. I just called up with Graham. He's, he's obviously uh, laying out some equipment. There's a K2 familiar uh, uh, EMF meter on the floor, but also he's got a trifle meter. Um, basically, this is a, a very uh, commonly used uh, meter used by paranormal investigators nowadays. It measures uh, three types of uh, e EMF um, from magnetic, electric, and radio microwave interference. Um, these machines are incredibly sensitive and what you have to do before the investigation is tune it down because this one does actually have uh, a sound on it. So if the meter was to register any uh, radiation, um, it would actually start making a noise and I'll show you just by turning it up a little bit. But also, of course, the trifold meter measures uh, in free axis as opposed to the single axis, which the uh, K2 will measure. It's a, a, a straight line, isn't it, on a K2 meter? That's right. Yeah, the trifold measures in X, Y, and Z, as you Americans would call it. We would call it on the Z axis. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Byron. I've just seen Barry here. I don't like this area one little bit. Not at all. Um, I've got shooting pains going down my, my left arm. So I just uh, stood here at the moment and the dog has started whining. I don't know why. I mean, it, nothing, nothing's changed, has it? No. 
Well, it's interesting bringing a dog on an investigation, mm. I have to say. She's gone very calm. Mm. Which is... What is she doing, actually? She's staring at something. Yeah, she's... And now she's stepping back. Right. Is there any spirits here present with us? We'd like to make communication. Please step forward. We're in great respect for you. We'd just like to talk to you. Please make a sound. Not sure. Anybody hear anything then? Yeah, heard that. Well, should we move down slightly then? I think we should stay here at the moment. Not because the dog is uh, pulling that way, but what did you hear, Miffy? I didn't hear it. Oh, I hear just now, like a Yeah. Ron, it was, it was scary, mate. I didn't want to go in there again. Um, the we did get an audible, but I don't, I don't know how clear it will be when it's played out. But um, mm -hmm. that, the, that we heard, you know, the blowout, um, yeah. it was it was audible. You can actually hear it, and um, you know, obviously, Ron, take it away, see what you think. But okay, can, the, can we play that audio now? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure. There is, mm. there is something in the background, but I, you know, it's very difficult to make it out. But it, yeah. it sounds like someone's blowing out. Now the thing was, um, you know, everybody heard that uh, it was uh, coming from down the tunnel. Now the tunnel, obviously being a tunnel, it's got wind all the way through it. But um, this was the sort of thing that you get in this tunnel. You do get voices, you get strange, uh, and obviously the dog at the time was freaking completely. The dog wouldn't go any further down the tunnel, um, and it would. Uh -huh. It was actually coming in behind us, and then it stood and uh, and, and stared, obviously down the tunnel, um, uh -huh. but. The, the location that we're, where we go, um, I've been down before with a, um, a medium who, uh, well, basically she stepped too close to something there. And I, I tell you, I, I totally um, was out of it. I, I, she started screaming. I jumped onto oh. my next door neighbor. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a very scary place. And, and this isn't the first time it's happened. It was the only time really where I've been to a location and I felt ill. I, I, I did feel sick when I came out. And, you know, pretty much every time I go, I don't, I don't come back very, you know, very uh, happy. Let's put it that way. But um, the different people get different things. But again, a tunnel. Do you have these sort of locations in the States? You know, odd locations. I mean, this was an odd one for us. It's very rare that you, you go into a tunnel, I suppose, and have it haunted. But uh, what, do you have locations well, I mean, similar? There are oh. haunted locations everywhere, right? And all different types and... Oh, right. But, I mean, as far as tunnels, you've got a lot of the old, um, you know, asylums yeah. that had the tunnels well, we underneath have tunnels, them. So we have a lot of tunnels. Yeah. Um, you know, where they would transport people who had died in, in tunnels. Oh, you're talking about those tunnels. Okay. All right. Mm. All right. 
Yeah. yeah. A, a real tunnel. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've got the it was an interesting tunnel. conversation. And you talked about haunted places, Byron, unusual haunted places. As I was talking to uh, Karen, uh, she went on the pirate cruise with us, and she tells was telling me about this crosswalks, and I forget what town it was. It was uh, Newburyport or, or Newport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she believes it's haunted. So could a, could a crosswalk be haunted? A crosswalk? Yeah. Really? Well, I suppose anything can, really. I mean, I've been to some strange places in the past, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the tunnel, the, this particular tunnel, um, they used to make it with, like, a, a you know, in, like a jackhammer at the time, and it was all pretty much dug hand by hand. Um, people mm. would have died um, during the uh, the actual um, making of this tunnel. There's no doubt about that. But the same guy appears on every occasion to people that I've taken to to the tunnel um they always at the the line the tunnel is actually marked with numbers um and a certain location down the tunnel we will stand at, at checkpoint three we call it but uh, at that location in the tunnel mediums that have never been there before will just suddenly become very very ill and uh, wow. they pick up they pick up on something there they generally describe a man of the white shirt normally they will say that they've lost the use of their legs or you know something has been pushing them down i've had that sensation as well with the blood taste in my mouth um it's it's not a nice feeling and, and um mm-hmm. you know it, it, i mean i suppose really it's the same with with protection and this type of thing you know our group even though uh, generally it's it's a um it's a technical group there there is a 50 50 split and again we we reiterate the fact that we all go through the ritual of protection whether they like it, like it or not um if someone refuses to do the protection then they don't go in the tunnel it's as it's as simple as that they don't do the wow. investigation are you quite strict with that ron as well do you do protection uh, we do. I mean, I do, especially. I mean, I always, always carry protection just in my normal life, never mind uh, out in the ghost hunt. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot of, I mean, even dealing with, and I'm sure Ann knows, and I'm sure you know, Byron, that there are a lot of strange things happen. I mean, just earlier in the chat when we were hearing from uh, Ghost Girl, who was Telling us her keyboard's gone at a minor of its own. Right. It's going crazy. So I mean, what? Who the heck knows? You know, <laughs> haunted keyboards. Haunted um, keyboards. But, but- you know, so, so, like, like I say, the, the location itself is scary, but obviously we, um, we, we've we got haunted jails. Obviously, you know, Bobman yeah. Jail is, is somewhere that we're going to be going to very shortly for our charity yeah. I uh, just love function. the name of that, Bodmin Jail. Bodmin, yeah. Right. Bodmin Jail is, um, is, is a really old sort of prison. Uh, it was actually originally, well, it, it served as the, the, um, the state sort of penitentiary, I suppose you would call it, but also it was a place where they would put naval prisoners so there's a naval wing as well and um, it, I mean it figured on most haunted uh, for some time being 
being a really sort of uh, evil sort of place. And you can imagine, you know, it holds a lot of despair. And, uh, right. you know, we were, we were chatting the other day about the, the um, water tape fearing everything else because this place is really wet. <laughs> it's, always, it's always soaking. So, uh, <laughs> um, it, I mean, we're going there to do a, a charity ghost hunt in uh, October. So we're all looking forward to that. And you, you'll see some of the pictures up on around our site. But uh, it's an awesome place, uh, another strange place. But from there to a council house, isn't it? You know, to a to a small terraced building um, where you know in the past you've got a modern building that's built on an old site, and um, we are getting into trouble with um, council houses. I, I've seen uh, a location we took um, where a person wouldn't stay in the top room uh, of a, a very recent build, um, probably you know nineties. Uh, it was um, so pretty recent, and the 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 lady who moved in wouldn't sleep on the upper floor. Uh, it turns out it was built on the site of a, a, a very small uh, tenement church uh, that was built around about the 12th century. And uh, the description of the church that we had was that the church was built with a, a animal store below, and the actual church itself was built on the upper floor. Does that make sense to you? So that the animals were all kept below, and that the 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 lone monk or whatever he was from Exeter, um, he would sleep on the top floor. Mm-hmm. And this is why this guy was only seen on the top floor, um, because you know essentially he was reacting, reenacting what he was doing, you know, in his lifetime. So, mm-hmm. so some. Very very strange places um right. even even we've talked about the toast ghost haven't we ron my yeah. toast ghost yeah toast ghost the toast ghost you you heard about him the post ghost toast, you, you know you, you, toasted bread you know you have toasted oh, bread to- oh right yeah. <laughs> my toast okay. ghost yeah toast. so um you know th- this was the guy that um the haunting where before he turned up there would be the smell of toast, smell of toast. Uh, yeah yeah the hot, <laughs> hot butter toast yeah and uh, again that was that was another sort of recent build but yeah strange places that they don't seem to mind where they go do they and they just turn up mm-hmm. that's it's true and and it's funny i just the more and more i do this the more i think that um Ghosts love, um, they love dysfunction. They love places that are just a big Oh, they must mess. love you then. Uh, they just love places that are filthy, rotten, dirty. They're a mess. And, and the people that live there are dysfunctional. I think they just they feed off that dysfunctional energy. Really? I, I just, I am convinced of that. I, I have yet to go on any investigation in a nice, neat, tidy house. I mean, Maybe I hang out. we run into ghosts in a, in a modern hotel that was yeah. in very good shape up in well, Gainesville, so on the third floor. Maybe floor I floor. should take the hotels out of that category, but in my experience, I mean in local kind of, um, you know, residential. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like um, you know we I were talking. I, I kinda, I'm going to disagree with you, Anne, because I I, I really met. Uh, ghosts and you know we've done a lot of private investigations and, and mm-hmm. some of these houses have been very 
very nice and well I, I, I and, have and to, very functional families as well. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say, Anne, that the the, the, lo- the last location with the monk, the the house was uh, a very expensive house, mm-hmm. and um, the, the the family were the the run of the mill, normal, mm. well, quite well off family uh, <clears throat> with two young with with two young children. They'd been right. in the house probably about three weeks before they came to us and said, "There is something you know going on here that we can't explain." They didn't believe in ghosts, but. You know, to be honest, they they just they were not happy with the situation. The youngster refused to sleep there, saying there was something dark at the end of his bed. Yeah. And of course, you know, yeah, they just said, "Well, you know, come up and have a look." Um, and you know, a bit of research later, it turns out that this was actually built on the site of the church, and uh, the church had just been demolished basically to to build it. So, um, yeah, the, again, you know, there's some strange locations. Uh, you can you can kind of imagine where where dramatic incidents has happened. You know, I I investigated a place in Plymouth where um, there was a suicide, and uh, you know, it was just a normal run of the mill terraced house, and um, you know, the person would see the suicide victim on regular occasions when they came out of the bathroom basically um so you can imagine walking down in your slippers after cleaning your teeth and then seeing the dead body um there and, and the woman said it was very visual you know she oh. she could but she could see and smell the body um which, which is uh you know obviously you, you get that sense as well but she was picking that up and, so you um, actually have in, in that instance you have two possibilities i would think one would be that it uh, the event itself has been recorded somewhere in maybe in the porcelain or, or the whatever in the bathroom and the other one of course it would be that the spirit who haunts the place is showing herself that because uh, she wants something in regards to that either or some type of a closure yeah. or something so yeah. there's two possibilities right. and that's the thing about it is we there there are so many different possibilities it's it's interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, again, the, the the lady didn't know about the hanging. It wasn't until, uh, or the suicide. It wasn't until uh, after research in the library, it became clear that that was the actual house. Because obviously, houses are renumbered, aren't they, Ron? You know, during the 18th century oh, or 19th absolutely. century, a house may have been number one, but later, in the, 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 the as the roads get built, they change the numbers. So very right. difficult to track down. But obviously, when you do find the location, you can obviously find out that um, the house is, you know. A, 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 has had that I mean people die all the time so I mean it's right. not strange if you live in a house that's reasonably old you can pretty much guarantee that someone's died in it you know so so oh. the, the thought of um, you know uh, moving into a house that doesn't have a ghost I think that um, you know you, you, unless it's a real even with as we said a, a new build it could possibly have something there because the ground it stands on could be haunted you know so right. yeah yeah and they I, move I, buildings well, of course buildings, they do, yeah. Of buildings course, were absolutely. moved yeah. very, very yeah. ordinarily, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, it's like... Um I don't know. Sometimes I get a bit worried when you hear people saying, "Well, you know, ghosts are tied here. They, they, they. You know, I, I'm going to tie this person to this this worktop, and he's going to stay here, and all this sort of stuff." You know, I think that the, you know, as you know, that the replay type, uh, and again, coming back to this water tape theory, Ron, with the water and memory. Are you familiar with that that principle? But yeah, you remember, I, remember uh, Richard Felix, my co-host for International. And that's his big thing, stone tape and water tape theory, so... 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're very, uh, they're sort of intermingled. I mean, I have to say I prefer the water tape theory just basically because there is some scientific proof behind it as well that water does indeed have memory. So, um, you know, and, and we're talking about people sneezing and uh, it formulating into the, the, the fabric of the building, you know. So uh, I suppose that's the easy way of saying it. But um, and, then, and then someone can actually recharge or rekindle that um, tape and, and play it back. But a lot, a lot of these things, I suppose, are to do with that, Ron, aren't they? Yeah, we don't know. That's the thing. That's why it's the unknown. It's probably the most uh, interesting thing that you can do out in the, in the world, investigate as ghosts, because we, we really haven't a clue what we're doing or, or even what it's like. Uh, you know, Cal Cooper and the other parapsychologists, they go out and they say, well, this is all poppycock because da 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 but i mean they they're only working on specific theses and uh that has to fit into that but if they're looking at it as a different concept or going at a different route then they can see the possibility but they refuse to even recognize that there might be another explanation for well i I think as we know that scientists have been proved wrong in the the past you know Uh and cal will probably the cal will probably uh admit to you that you know obviously there are studies out there that there are things that cannot be explained and you can try and say well it's psychosis it's all to do with this it's part of the brain the brain does this that and the other uh you get nano sleeps and this type of thing and obviously you wake back up and you get the oh i've been here before sort of routine but (laughs) but 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 you know to to be honest there are many things out there that cannot be explained away by that uh, and there are recent cases of hauntings and poltergeist activity in the uk that you know again you know they cannot explain why things happen why coins suddenly appear in the middle of a garage in in uh, a county not too far away where coins have suddenly appeared in a garage but they're all old pennies and they just turn up that nobody puts them there. Uh, the guy's been working. It's a, it's a garage. He, he works under a car. He'll hear a tinkle. The coin turns <laughs> up, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. old, pe- old penny. And he actually thought that it was someone playing a trick on him. But the, these pennies, he collected bags of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and these just turn up. And they're warm when they they arrive. <laughs> so where they're coming, where they're coming from, uh, we don't know. But uh, they are warm when they when they're found on the floor. So, wow! Yeah, it's, it's actually a common common uh, occurrence. I mean, I've done plenty of research, and mm-hmm. uh, there are many cases where uh, coins do show up. Uh, I've found coins all over the place. So, right you know, after I my mother-in-law passed. The, what, and you break it up a little bit. I, I'm sorry to quite hear what you said. After my mother-in-law passed away, yeah, we we found coins all all over the place. We found them in. Um, she gave my. She had wanted my daughter to have her car, and um, we had cleaned out the car, but we kept finding. We'd find a penny, you know, or a dime, whatever. We'd find a coin on the floor of the car in the middle of the back seat. Mm-hmm. Things like that, and um, it seemed to be like around Alexis, you know. Right. So I mean, uh, uh, Maureen and I are doing that dining with the dead on Monday, and one of the things we're going to be talking about are signs uh, from beyond, and basically mm-hmm. that signs from loved ones that have passed that are trying to contact us, and uh, we just don't recognize that they are. And one of the things that they do do is uh, do do. That's a good word. Uh, is uh, use coins. So. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, I, I believe in that, you know, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, you know, I do too. Definitely. So, Byron, I know we're running out of time, my friend. Uh, what have you got coming up? 
What have I got coming up? Well, like I say, the big event for us uh, this, uh, well, in October will be our... Um, you know, haunted Devon charity event for the Deaf Children's Society, which uh, which is a worthy cause. It's, t it's turning into a bit of a nightmare because I've actually got to film some signing. Um, so it's uh, 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 trying to have a deaf deaf friendly venue it is uh, proving difficult. But we are going to do it. And um, uh, I mean, the children's venue uh, they're going to be searching for paper ghosts, believe it or not, and sweets. So. Um, uh, I, I'm not that good with kids, so I'm, I'm probably I'm probably just going to do all the uh, the bump around it. But um, the, the adult the, the adult venue is on the 19th of October, and if anyone is coming across from the states to the UK, they would very much welcome at uh, at the Bobman Jail event. Uh, and um, yeah, cool. It'd be good to see you, Ron, over here if you do come. Uh, when is that October? I'll be in deep in my own stuff over here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like I say, when when you do come over, if you are planning, please do pay us a visit, anybody. And, oh, uh, I would, we, Byron. I mean, I'm, not, I, not, I not many people come. <laughs> I enjoyed, uh, you know, you and Pepper's uh, company when you were here uh, many moons ago now. Mm. Well, don't worry, we're going to come back someday. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're planning to, to, to make a return trip to the States. I think that's so. plotting is the word. Plotting. <laughs> plotting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as there's pizza, I'm coming, all right? So, Byron, we want to thank you so much for, uh, you know, staying up for us because we know it's, like, early in the morning there. Yes, thank you. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, I've been sat here naked for the last 50 minutes, so... Uh, Actually I, can see, actually, I can see you on Skype, so that's not a problem. Oh, no problem. Oh, no problem. wow. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been broadcasting that across the internet. You're all set. Yeah. <laughs> Sat in my undies. But uh, anyway, ha have, a good, uh, have a good morning or a good day. Good evening, in fact. And all goodbye, right. everybody. Bye, okay. Byron. Thank you, Byron. So, thank uh, you. Ian, thank you so much for, uh, once again, your witty wisdom or whatever the hell you do. I forget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever. Anyways, well, you're welcome. Uh, tune in next week when we will have somebody else on the show, I think. Next week we're going to have author T.M. Gray. He wrote The Ghosts of Maine. Really? Yes. Oh, there's a lot of cool spots in Maine. That should be interesting. Yes, I can't wait to, can't wait to talk to him. All right. So, uh, actually, it's a her. Her name is uh, Terry. Oh, her. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Ralph. All right. Fine, Mike. So, it's time to wrap it up, and, uh, and uh, great to talk to you again, and uh, good night, and God bless everyone. Good night, everybody. Thank you. From ghoulies to ghosties. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't